In this episode of Recloseted Radio, I am overviewing the lessons and mistakes that I have learned from being in business for the past four years. This is a two-part series because we are celebrating Recloseted's birthday. And in this first part, I am talking about different seasons in business, facing problems and failures. I'm talking about finances and money and also perfectionism. So let's dive in. Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. As I mentioned, we are celebrating Recloseted's fourth birthday, and I really wanted to do something very intentional for Recloseted's birthday this year. So there's a few exciting things we're doing. First of all, we're doing this two-part podcast series where I'm going to very vulnerably and candidly share my lessons and mistakes from the past four years. And then secondly, we have launched a YouTube channel and you are hearing this first on the podcast episode. It is officially launching on August 8th, which is our four-year birthday. However, if you search Recloseted on YouTube, you will be able to find us. And honestly, being on YouTube has been so overdue, but we've just been so swamped. And I always talk about how you should always focus on the marketing platforms you're already on and really drill down before you expand. And so we're finally ready and I'm really excited to be on YouTube. I definitely had a lot of resistance around it and YouTube is so much work. If you are a YouTuber or if you even have content creators that you love on YouTube, just make sure you appreciate them because you're basically the cameraman, you're basically the copy script person, you're lighting, you're also the talent because you're filming yourself. And so please subscribe. We are going to share a lot of secret strategies and From an educational platform perspective, we're going to really move more of my tutorial type things onto YouTube because I think it's more engaging in video format, especially because we're going to be editing a certain way. And then in terms of the podcast, we're going to keep the CEO confessions behind the scenes type content on the podcast. So this will still stay. And then, of course, we're going to continue the interviews as well. So that's how we're separating out the content. And I would highly recommend you subscribe both to our podcast and the YouTube channel because the content is going to be different. We're creating new content for both platforms and we're really going to make sure that we support you in the best manner possible. So again, just make sure you take advantage of all our resources. Kicking things off, I wanted to start by talking about seasons. And no, I'm not necessarily talking about spring, summer, fall, winter seasons. I'm talking about the seasons of your life and the seasons in business. For the first few years when I was running Recloseted, I tried to achieve quote-unquote balance so 
much and I put it on such a pedestal. So I would really try hard to make sure my career was thriving. And then, of course, I wanted to spend time with my loved ones. I wanted to have meaningful friendships. I wanted to take care of myself. I wanted to eat healthy, work out, do all the things. And I just burnt out so hard and I just felt like I was half-assing everything. And I am now in a place where I don't think you can perfectly balance anything. Rather, you just have seasons where you're focusing more on your career and then everything else is kind of on maintenance mode. Or you're focusing more on your relationships and everything else is on maintenance mode. It's impossible to have all the spinning plates at once. You kind of have to put a few down and you focus on one. And I just wanted to mention that because I think there's a lot of pressure to have it all. And I really do think you can have it all, just not all at the same time. And you may have seasons that are slower. And during those seasons, I would often feel a lot of anxiety and stress because I would be like, oh my gosh, we're in a slow season. I need to be drumming up new business. I need to be staying busy. And that's such a toxic hustle culture mentality that society puts on us. And instead, I really challenge you to cherish those slow seasons and pick up some of the things in your life that you've been putting on maintenance mode because things will pick up again and then you will regret not having taken advantage of those slower seasons. Trust me, I definitely looking back, wish I had taken more advantage of that. So make sure you know that. And then the other side on the flip side is the fact that there are some seasons where you're just busy and you're hustling and it's not forever. But if you can just tell yourself, hey, we are preparing for a collection launch in a few months. And so the next few months are just going to be heads down on that. Then that's good. But the one thing I want you to make sure is just really, really, really be careful about only making it those few months because you cannot live your entire life on autopilot and in hustle mode. That's just going to burn you out and that's not sustainable in the long run. So just accept that there's seasons. There's seasons when you're not as busy. There's seasons when you're busier. And again, you can have it all, just not all at the same time. The other thing in line with that is also just the concept of impermanence. And this is something that I've been learning a lot more through my meditation practice and yoga. And essentially, impermanence just means nothing's ever permanent. And that makes sense, right? Like we never feel the same way we do today versus tomorrow or yesterday the same thing in business as well, like nothing's ever permanent. So even if you're currently in a shitty situation or you're down, just remember that things get better. And on the flip side too, if things are going really, really well, also know that inevitably you are going to face a challenge or something's going to happen. And it's not to say that to make you paranoid or to make you anxious, but more so just to let you know I think when things tend to go not well, we want to try to be happy. And then when things do go well and we are happy, we try to cling really tightly to it. So instead, just try to go with the flow as much as possible. And trust me, I'm someone that's very type A and that's very hard for me to do and I'm still practicing it. But just know that nothing's ever permanent and really embrace the impermanence of life and of running a business. And along the same lines, I wanted to next talk about perfectionism. Perfectionism is something I struggle with. I really think there's a fine line between having a like a very detailed and OCD type personality and then being an absolute perfectionist. And 
that almost being a procrastination mechanism because you won't want to release anything or you won't want to move forward until something's quote unquote perfect. And the thing I wanted to say off the bat is that nothing will ever be perfect. There's always something you can do. There's always something you can make better. And I really realized that in order to make progress in your business, in order to make your goals a reality, you really have to let go sometimes. And my new mantra, instead of being perfect all the time, is really progress over perfection. And if you think about that, if you make progress, you can continue to iterate and you can continue to improve. But if you continuously just stew away in your studio or in your office and you try to perfect something and you never, never, ever release it, you're never given the chance to share it with the world and you're never given the chance to actually improve it and iterate it. So Just accept that nothing will ever be perfect, and I think life gets so much easier. It's not to say we're going to put out shitty products or shitty services, but it's just to say that you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself, and not everything has to be absolutely perfect. And also, what's perfect to you may not be perfect to someone else, so that's all subjective. And so really just do what makes you happy, do what makes you passionate, and remember that progress is so much more important than being perfect. Another thing that has been a realization for me in the recent years is the fact that your business is also never going to be perfect. You can try to stop all business activities and perfect your internal processes and hire all the right team members, make sure they're all comfortable, and then try to open your door to revenue. But at the end of the day, revenue and sales is the lifeline to your business. And so I kind of regret having done something like that because I had other friends that had scaled and things had broken in their business and I was just really anxious and afraid that that would happen to me but honestly when you scale there's things that are going to break and you're not going to be able to plan in advance and really be able to solve things in advance things just happen and A mentor of mine also said that, you know, in business, something will always be burning. There's always going to be fires. And the truly best CEOs and the truly best founders are comfortable with that. They let fires burn, but they put out the really, really important ones. And as you grow and as you scale, you're going to have more and more fires. But you just have to take note of the fires, know when you're going to put them out and just be okay with them burning in the meantime. So all this to say you cannot perfectly scale and grow your business because that's going to actually prevent you from growing and scaling. And that was something that I realized that I was dealing with. And it's something I'm still figuring out, but I'm now really learning how to relinquish control, really learning to ease into the unknown and just deal with things as they come up. I think that's the key. We can worry, we can be anxious, we can try to plan all these different things. But at the end of the day, There's a saying that, you know, when you make a plan, God laughs at you. And I think that's so true. Like none of us could have predicted the pandemic, for example, right? And so the more we plan, I think the more we tend to worry and we tend to be anxious. And that's not to say you shouldn't have a plan. You absolutely should. But you shouldn't let the fear of something potentially happening or something potentially not happening hold you back from growing your business. That is, I think, absolutely unacceptable. And that's what I was doing. So I am kicking myself in the butt and holding myself accountable to just being comfortable to let some fires burn, just be okay with it, and just know that I cannot perfectly scale and I need to just do it and then figure it out. 
And on that note, I wanted to talk about problems and I also wanted to talk about failures. So with problems, when you scale up, your problems get more complex and they get bigger. And that's just something that's inevitable. So if there's something that's a bad habit of yours, for example, that currently isn't that detrimental because your business is quite small, well, when you scale up and your business gets bigger, it might actually derail you. So when you're still small, it's really important to really try to get a handle of any bad habits or anything that might derail you later on because when you scale up your problems get bigger and they get more complex things do not get easier the grass is not greener there's sometimes when I look back on my problems that I was facing in my first year my second year and even my third year of business and I was like oh my gosh that was nothing compared to what I'm dealing with right now and like it's sometimes a bit weird thinking about that looking back on it but on the flip side you also get to see how much you grow Right. Like if you think about the problems you're facing right now and you think about when you first started your business and how you would probably not be able to handle it at all. That's a testament to how much you've grown as an entrepreneur and as a founder. And you should be very, very proud of that. So all that to say, your problems don't go away if you get more money or if you get more team members. If anything, it gets worse. And a really good friend of mine, she's scaled her business to multiple seven figures, has a whole team and This is exactly what she experienced. Like they had a few internal processes that could have been improved and it wasn't a big deal. But as soon as she added more team members, as soon as their top line and bottom line got bigger and all of a sudden there was more pressure and more expectations, these problems blew up. So when you're still small, try to address them and just know that something that's very minuscule now can actually grow in size as you scale up. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I am more so saying this so that you can address the situation and get ahead of it. And when it comes to failures, my gosh, over the past four years, I have faced my fair share of failures. And what a mentor of mine said to me that I really, really resonated was the fact that failures and taking L's and, you know, doing the damn thing, but getting slapped in the face, like all of that makes achieving success so much more satisfying. Because if you pick yourself back up, you go at it again, you try something else, you tweak it, you learn from your mistakes, and you actually end up achieving your goals and knocking it out of the park. It makes it so much more satisfying. And if you think about it, if we just were able to achieve our goals really, really easily, we wouldn't probably appreciate it. We would probably take it for granted and we would probably feel unworthy of our success as well because it didn't feel like we had truly earned it. And I think that's the beauty of this journey of entrepreneurship because you continue to level up, you continue to develop and you continue to learn and you learn from your mistakes and you learn from other people and things like that. And when you're finally ready to achieve your goals, you will achieve it. And at that point, you will feel like you have truly deserved it and you have truly earned it. So that's just another way of looking at failures. And the other point she made as well that really resonated with me is the fact that every time you have a setback or every time something goes horrifically wrong and you feel like this is the end and you can't keep going anymore, those are actually the plot twists or like the story climaxes in your journey. And in the future, when you tell people your entrepreneurial journey and you tell people about your experiences, 
these are the moments where you're going to be able to tell a story and this is what's going to make your story so special. So I have this new saying now where it's like, okay, this is just part of my plot or this is just part of my story that I get to tell one day. And if you think about it that way, it can give you a lot more momentum and a lot more ammunition. And then the last couple of things I wanted to round this episode out on are finances and money. So finances are really, really important. And you may have heard my previous episodes where I talked about how I'm not paying myself right now. And that's fine. But moving forward after the recession and when I'm able to, I'm really going to try to pay myself first. And then when you do pay yourself, you just want to make sure you set aside money for taxes, approximately 50%, give or take, just because you want to make sure that you're always more on the conservative side and you leave enough. And then the remaining amount, you want to take 70% of it into investments, and then you want to use the remaining 30% for business runway. I think it's really important to ensure that when times are tough, you do cut costs because you always want to be smart with how you're spending your money. And then you also want to figure out some revenue diversification options. So if there's other ways you can bring in revenue, that would be great. And then in the meantime, if you have enough runway and you have enough savings that you're comfortable living off of, then you perhaps don't have to pay yourself. But in the future, this is kind of the percentage breakdown that I'm going to be following. And It really makes a lot of sense because before I would pay myself last. And so what I would do is we would set aside business runway, we would pay our expenses, and then whatever was left over, I would kind of like take a little chunk. But that doesn't really make sense from a mental health founder perspective because you also don't want the founder to be stressed out about money personally all the time. And On the flip side, of course, the founder shouldn't be taking out like millions and millions of dollars unless the business is in the billions, of course. But this way, the business has runway, you have tax set aside, and you also are investing money as well, and you have paid yourself. And so this is a good way to look at it. And I was working with this financial mentor that also works with various seven-figure entrepreneurs. So that's just what the breakdown is. And really excited to be implementing this when I'm back to paying myself again. And then on money. So money mindset is so important, especially for entrepreneurs. And the reason behind that is your personal money stories or your personal money biases are actually going to be brought into your business. So if you are someone that doesn't really like if you're more risk averse and you're really cautious and you're hesitant to invest in your business, that could be detrimental because you may not be getting the ammunition you need in your business. Or on the flip side, if you're irresponsible with your budget and you don't know how to save money, then when you bring that into your business, it's also very detrimental if you're just spending things left, right and center and not thinking about it. So your money mindset is really, really important. And I'm going to link some books down below in the show notes, but these books have really helped me. The first one is Profit First. It's really what it sounds like, how to keep the profit first in your business and why that's so important. And then the next book I have actually recently read, it's called The Psychology of Money. And it's a really deep book about money and why we do things the way we do them. And there's actually a few business tie-ins as well. So highly recommend that one. And then the next two books are Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Richest Man in Babylon. And those are all classic financial money books. So Highly recommend you read those or even reread them because sometimes I find that rereading these books that are classics, I get something out of it every single time. So I will leave those linked in the description and you can check them out. 
So these are just half of the lessons and mistakes and trials and tribulations I have faced in the past four years of business. I would love to hear which ones were your favorite. You can DM us at Recloseted or you can send us an email to hello at Recloseted.com. And then in next week's episode, we will do part two and I will share with you the remaining lessons and mistakes and trials and tribulations. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.